Welcome to the New Books Network. Welcome to the MBN Entrepreneurship and Leadership Channel. As well as new content, we are making available selected podcasts recorded by our hosts prior to joining the MBN family. This is one of them, and so this podcast may refer to itself with a different name and identity. Enjoy the show. The centre of innovation is here, and you know this is part of the message of Project Cashmere of this whole podcast that there's something happening here which is beyond just good value for money. Like I said, having the vision is great, but the key is these concrete initiatives that drive it at the ground level. I think Paulina those people who are really, they do extremely well with very limited resources and we can take advantage of the really low costs here. You know, Poland is the land of opportunity and I, and I like to say the East is the new West because you always used to go West in history to find more adventure and danger and prove yourself. There are some good things beginning to happen here in Krakow, but we've got a very long way to go. Good morning, good evening, good night, good afternoon, Project Kashmir listeners, whatever time of the day it is, wherever on in the world you're listening. Today on the show, I've got Alex Hoskins. Alex, rather than me try to introduce you, why don't you introduce yourself in the same way you would if you bumped into someone at a party or a social engagement and they ask you that wonderful question, who are you? <laughs> okay, so uh, I'd say, hi, I'm Alex. Uh, I founded the Chastity Capital Scheme in April 2017 and I'm a part-time social worker and a mum of a three-year-old boy. Okay, fantastic. And so, <laughs> yeah, well, the, the reason we're in contact with you is because of the Chate Cafe scheme and as well as asking you to describe that, which we will in a moment, and there'll be links to it and other interviews with Alex in the in the show notes, we're always interested in the what we call the sort of the journey, how you got there. So, um, but we'll kick off, I think, with just try to describe in a few words what the Chateau Cafe scheme is and what stage it's at now. Okay, well, the Chateau Cafe scheme, uh, the aims are to reduce loneliness and get people talking. And the way we do that, we, we try to encourage cafes and other venues to designate a chatter and natter table. And, and that's basically where customers can sit if they're happy to talk to other customers. So that that's the, the premise of the scheme. It's really, really simple. It's nothing more than that. And um, since starting, we've, it's kind of growing really, organically growing. Um, so we've got near enough a thousand venues now uh, around the UK. And we've also collaborated with Costa Coffee and Sainsbury's, which is a big supermarket brand over in the UK. Okay, great. And I think I saw, I think last time we spoke, you mentioned something about Canada and is it Gibraltar? Are there other places in the world that are coming on board? Yeah, what I've found is that there's people out there that seem to want to be ambassadors, if you like, for the scheme um, in their area or their country. So there's a lady in Gibraltar got in touch and, and asked me if she could get this out there into cafes in Gibraltar um, and of course I said yes and she's now got that into about 25 places and then um, yeah the same's happened with other countries so a guy in Florida and a couple in Australia. Okay it is, and it is spreading around the world and um, you um, we and how, how, if, if someone listening to this wants to wants to get involved and let's say they're happy to work with your English language materials they don't need don't need translation um, is it very expensive to get involved, and if some, or how, how much does it cost, and what happens next? 
So if a cafe wants to get involved, they go on the website and they join on there. At the moment, it's just £10 per year, but we're actually going to be putting that up to £25 a year um, in the next few weeks, just because we, we feel we just really need to make the scheme sustainable. Um, and for that, we send them out a pack. Um, so the pack contains an A4 table sign, which has a poster in it saying that, that this is the Chatter and Natter table and what it's about, and leaflets and door stickers and posters. But really, to be honest, because the scheme is so simple, it's, we can easily have it translated into different languages. So, for example, we've got all the materials translated into Welsh already. So if a, a, a cafe or a venue from another country wanted to join, they'd just pay the £25 and then I could that would trigger me then to get um, some materials translated into that language, which I would send out. And, and probably uh, just as important as the, the sticker for the window and the, t the sign on the table is also you get onto the website as well, don't you? Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. So the, the venue also gets a listing on the website as well, yeah. Yeah, and I noticed this because, uh, I mean, as I told you last time we spoke, I'm involved in TEDx Kashmir, and at the TED Women Conference towards the end of last year, they showed a, a video from the Campaign to End Loneliness uh, of... Uh, it was um, it was filmed to look as if it was real, but it was children approaching approaching elder, elderly people sitting in cafes and talking to them and asking them why them why they're by themselves. And we'd been wondering about making a, a video like that, but but here in Poland and we're sort of and we were thinking if we made the video, which would require quite a lot of effort and money, maybe not that much, but it, were, it was certainly not a trivial thing to do. Then the question would be what would happen next because obviously you can create awareness of loneliness but if you don't have any any social isolation but if you don't have any follow-up that's a sort of um a bit of an issue because <laughs> it's not very well to point at a problem but if you don't have a solution that's that's not great and so your your scheme caught my eye from that point of view because i thought if if we could get that up and running it would be a nice sort of follow-up because then someone would say well what can you do about it um but that that so that was the context and certainly, you know, I we are thinking, what could we do to help it get going here? But before we move on to that, can you talk about the background of where the idea came from? Because um and you know this isn't your full time job, is it? You've got you you've got a day job, or you mentioned you said you're a part time social worker. What does that involve? Yeah, so I just work two and a half days a week. I'm a social worker adult learning disabilities and autism um, for a local council which I really really enjoy um, but uh, yeah so I work on the scheme kind of around that uh, which is, is is really great because it's something you know it makes me realize there's so much you can do from a laptop even my really old laptop you know I can really get the scheme out there and um, so really the reason the scheme started is because when I um, was a new mum, I'd spend a lot of time out of the house pushing the pram around the town centre. And I realised that you could be out of the house all day, but yet not have any interaction with another person. So it kind of struck me like, wow, there must be a lot of people that are getting out and about, but, you know, really quite invisible, really. And it was just on one occasion when I was in a cafe. And I was looking around, people watching as you do. And there was an elderly lady on her own and she just looked really, really fed up and down. She might not have been, but that's how she looked. Uh, and on another table was a, uh, a young guy with additional needs. And I think it was his carer 
and they looked like they'd just run out of conversation and were looking around the room. And then on another table, there was me and my kind of four-month-old baby. And I just thought, God, we, we probably all are feeling quite invisible and quite, you know, fed up. And maybe just a bit of interaction with another person would really lift our day. Um, and so that got me thinking about the, the idea of the scheme, really. Yeah, and, and it is a sort of... Um... Sometimes one of the I mean I'm in my day job I'm in business and it is sometimes it's the simplest ideas which are the 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 best because if it's simple it's harder it's easier to it's easier to implement isn't it and so yeah. so so you, you had that sort of that sort of aha moment where you saw saw the problem and and also very often it's when people experience a problem themselves that their 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 subconscious is working away looking for a solution as well and because you're experiencing experiencing the problem yourself you you sort of felt the need and of course yeah. you, you and you also is you, a sort of gut feel you couldn't be the only you couldn't be the only one in that position um so um what did you do next uh, so, so you had that insight and then, then what i just i suppose i just sat on it really i mentioned it to a couple of my friends and said what do you think of this and they said oh yeah that's a good idea but it was about a year it was always there in my mind but it was about a year later I went out for breakfast with my mum and I said, I've been thinking about this idea for about a year now and I just don't know whether to just give it a shot. And I told her about it and she went, that's a really good idea. You should try it. Mm. And I, I, set, I, I always set out thinking to myself, right, I'm going to try and create a buzz on as little money as possible. Mm. And that way, if nothing happens, no one likes it, it goes nowhere, I've really not lost anything. Mm -hmm. And I've just kept that in my mind, really. Uh, at the forefront of my mind but the beauty of it is it's such a low cost scheme to run with really no overheads you know I can do it as long as I've got my computer um then really you know it, it, I think that's what's helped it to grow really yes yes and, and so I, I'm making a website I know obviously we'll we'll post a I, I just I can I'll give the website now. It's just the chatecafescheme.co.uk. But if anyone's listening to this, don't worry. It'll be in the, it's in the show notes, so you'll be able to click on that. Um, how did you build the website? It looks quite nice and professional. So so that doesn't come for free. No. Well, what I did was um, first of all, I googled how to build a website and uh, decided to go with Wix. Um, and I did build myself the web an original website, which I was really happy with impressed with to be honest that I've managed to do it um, but then I got 750 a 750 pound voucher from a local um, the local council that were kind of funding ideas and it, it was a voucher to be used for web support so and so what I did was I um, oh, sorry about my son's shouting me now sorry about oh, don't this worry about that. can you edit it um, so what I did was I, I can I just pause it for one second? Yeah, sure. We'll edit this Sorry, this out. just let me change this for a... His dad was meant to be in, but he's decided to go and buy himself a watch. That's okay. So he will be back in a minute. Well, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just uh, making note. It's about 10 minutes 45 in, so so I can come and cut right, that. Right, sorry we, about we, that. It's okay. So, um, right, what, so... Uh, we just so, go. Yeah, so, so just go back. That, uh, so I'd go back to. So question, yeah. you got a seven hundred fifty pound grant. Yeah. So it was to be um, just used for web support. Um, so uh, there was a guy that I knew from the old area that I'd um, 
did a lot of stuff for like community groups and things. So I asked him if he'd do it. So he actually decided that he wanted to move it to WordPress, mm-hmm. which I'm still not sure about. I, I, I think because I did the first one myself in Wix, I naturally now prefer Wix and I'm finding WordPress quite tricky. Um, but he basically moved it over to that and added the page where people could pay online. Mm-hmm. So he just added a couple of bits that made it um, more like made it better for the scheme really because prior to that people couldn't join web and he added a couple of other um, things so yeah so so now obviously i content manage it um but it just looks a bit better than it did (laughs) yes i i certainly i mean i'm not the person to be give expert advice but certainly many professional organizations do run on wordpress and if you've got a good person to help you with that i think yeah. it may, may give more flexibility and it's and there are any number of wordpress sort of developers out there who can help yeah. you if you've got it as it grows and you get more money so i wouldn't but on the other hand everyone prefers the software they're most familiar with so so yeah. how, how, how long ago was that that you you started the site and and also like where was it like it's also the very beginnings of the most exciting in a way where it's like you know your first cafe had it what, what, yeah. what was it the site first and then a cafe or did you find a cafe and like what, who was the very first cafe to actually get there i think the first thing i did was i set up the social media pages and i did had a poster designed because i knew how i wanted it to look and feel but i i couldn't do it i tried doing that myself and it, my skill set just didn't didn't stretch to that at all so i got a local company to design me some publicity um and then went round. i think i did the website site at the same time really it, it didn't actually take me long to do the website i think once you've once you've looked into it i think you obviously you just do it in a couple of days or a couple of evenings and then it was just a case of me and my uh, son henry just going around to various cafes in the area and just telling them about the scheme and saying you know, would you be up for it, really? Um, and I was really prepared for a hard sell. Um, when I was younger, I worked in London doing sales, and I was, like, mentally prepared for blood, sweat and tears, like, having to close and this and that. But when I went in, I think having Henry helps, because obviously that's an icebreaker if you've got, a, you know, a, a, little, a little baby with you. Um, and I'd, I'd kind of just told them about it, and they were really... Um, up for it and just said yeah that's great oh yeah that's a really good idea yeah and it was um, when you were charging a tenner right from the start so no i wasn't actually when i first started i didn't charge anything because i was didn't have a clue if anyone would even want to do it mm. um, and then after a while i started to charge a one-off five pounds mm-hmm. um and then after the guy helped me with the website we decided to put it to 10 pounds a year mm. And now I think we're going to be putting it to the 25 because it's just, you know, it has to be sustainable. Otherwise, what is the point? Yeah, I, 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 I said when we last chatted that I sort of might have some time to give some advice and it, it might be worth sort of thinking about um, different sorts of price, <laughs> prices for different sorts of organisations or, yeah. or like have a first year trial price and so people see that they... Because obviously, you know, you're not talking serious amounts of money in the uk it's the price of you know five cups of coffee or something like that so yeah but but obviously maybe in some 
poorer countries, it might be less well-off countries that might be a bit of a threshold but or, yeah. or, or or you know have a different rate for sort of community groups and non-profits and a different route a different rate for companies because at the stage of making it popular in the first place you know someone like costa coffee presumably they can they can quite easily afford it although are they is it individuals companies that sign up or is it franchises or do they roll it out do they own them themselves uh, no, mainly it's ones that they own themselves. But if franchises want to get involved, then they still go through the head office. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I have. I've done that. So what I've done is I've started to do. I'm going to do the twenty five pounds a year just for the general a general cafe on the high street. You know, mm. um, small venture, but then obviously different um, a different pricing strategy for uh, either public companies and, and then private companies. Yeah, and, and another th- another thing might might work. Even better would be just say it's you know two quid a month or something or two pounds fifty a month and then you give yeah. it uh, and, and then the thing is that people just it's on a debit card or whatever people just forget about it and it's it really but but anyway that but that's that's sort of detail we doesn't we don't need to talk about that much now so but anyway you it's interesting I didn't realize you had a background in sales so you were psychologically set up for for, <laughs> for a rejection of your your free offer. And then what? So and then did you did you sort of go along and like use the tables yourself and sit at them and see if anyone came? Did you did did you, were you like a customer for your own thing? I didn't actually, to be honest, because I think you just got that fear, like that that fear inside, like oh my god, what if you know no one likes it? What if nothing happens? And obviously, I was busy with uh, my son, um, and I went back to work when he was. I started work when he was five months old, so I was kind of working. Um, but what I did do was last July, I did a get Oldham chatting week. So I'd book the week off work and at various venues in Oldham, I went and sat at the tables um, Monday to Sunday. So that was really interesting because I got chatting to loads of people and people that worked in the cafes and that was really good. I enjoyed that. I, I was scared. I'm not going to lie. I was really nervous um, because when you've, when something's quite close to your heart and you've put your, your, you know, you've worked really hard on it. You just you you worried, aren't you, about how it will be received? Yes. But I think that's what I'm trying to do is detach myself a little bit from it. Yes. Not not detach myself in the way that I don't care about it, but detach myself in the way that I'm thinking of it a bit more businessy. Yeah. Have you heard about buddy benches? No, I haven't actually. Okay, because buddy benches, it's just it basically is they're aimed at schools and. Um, there's there's an idea of like there's a bench you can sit on at a school it's an irish scheme i think but i'll post a link to that i'll send you a link over after this and um they it's been really good at sort of particularly for like new kids arriving in the school and it is quite carefully managed because obviously there's a sort of there's a danger of sort of the stigma like you know if a kid goes and sits on the as it were the lonely bench unless it's properly sort of supervised yeah it, it yeah. could it could be you know something that people be teased about or bullied or whatever or or just not want to do but i i heard a really nice report i think it was on the bbc but they they were reporting about it and they they had a sort of special ceremony to launch it and there were also kids from older older kids signed up to be sort of mentors and you know almost like monitoring it so yeah, that someone did sit on it, sit on it, said pop up straight away. And because they had a party to launch the buddy bench, there were like queues of kids waiting to sit, uh-huh. <laughs> waiting to sit there. So, so it's, I think it's all part of the same thing. But, but in, yeah. ter- in terms of 
did did you have you got like feedback from people using because he's and I can com- completely imagine that you you launch something and you want it to be great and then you're a bit nervous whether it will work or not. Did yeah. you have have you got like success stories of people who've giving you feedback about them? They 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 sat at the table and they met someone and it was like meaningful or helpful or cool or whatever. Haven't I haven't got well I've got bits of feedback from people that have used them but I've got more feedback from the cafes themselves. Mm. Um, my sister actually is helping me doing some admin and she rang I think she rang fifteen places last Monday uh, that are involved and she, she said actually she was really surprised about the she wasn't surprised but she said she didn't think the feedback would be as good as it was. Um, and it was all, it was the cafes were saying, actually, the table's always in use or sometimes they need to have it on a bigger table and um, that it's been really good for their customers. Um, so I've got more feedback from the actual cafes, but I haven't got feedback, as much feedback from people specifically using it. But one of the things I'm really keen to do is I don't want to go down like this route where I'm having to evidence every single thing like it's it's a nap it's a kind of i want it to just be part of the cafe and i don't want people to be to be feeling that i need to people sat at the tables and be like can i use you as a case study can i use you as a case study? do you mind if i ask your story do you mind mm-hmm. if i do this because i just kind of want it to be and i know everything has to be evidence but i'm just quite strong in my mind that you know I just want to let it run for a while. Yeah, I, I think I think that that makes sense. Uh, at the same time, you know, maybe again coming back to your pricing thing, you could say that if someone commits to write a like a, a post on their social media and share it with you once at least once a month, they can they can be a, or they could like volunteer to be a community manager or a, like a you mentioned you like an ambassador type person for a city and like if you know it it depends how big you want it to get, but it. it, it it could be there's a sort of, you know, some kind of, because like, you know, they're nice, it could, it could, you know what it's like, you could increase the sort of word, of, it's not so much proving yeah. it as just like helping spread the idea that. You yeah, can, well, it, well, yeah. that's something we are doing at the moment. We're getting, we're getting all like, my sister's ringing all the cafes, and get, well, not all of them, but she's getting like, we're doing a bit of an impact report. Um, and also, because then kind of getting numbers and things like that you know how often is it being used um how many days a week are you doing it and the other thing is that the people that i mentioned that have come come forward as kind of ambassadors throughout the country and also in gibraltar um i'm going to ask them to do a bit of a case study so on that person mm-hmm. who runs that cafe as well and to say kind of like why what has this meant to you and what difference have you seen and focus you know do some work on that as well so yeah i've got i've got a big list of things to do <laughs> i can i can imagine i can imagine well i you know certainly i can you know on the you know it's I and mean, it's a sort of win-win and if 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 it's i mean it's hard to imagine that it might not be the case that it kind of pay and it pays for itself in the sense that the cafe sells more coffee <laughs> than it yeah, would than it would do if it for ten pounds a year, I mean, what a lot of the cafes have found as well is that the local papers and radios want to, are really happy to cover it. Mm. So it's 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 free advertising as well for the cafe, you know. So for ten pounds a year, that's cheaper than putting an advert for in sure. a local paper. You know, it's kind of it's that showing that the like the community spirited and that they 
you know, it, it's a lot of, it's good. I think what we're finding is people actually really like good, lose positive things. You know, we're getting a lot of uh, the cafes that talk about it on Facebook, they're getting a lot of comments, a lot of shares. Um, you know, people are like, oh, this is such a good idea. This is lovely. Oh, I'm so pleased you're doing this. It's really, there's nothing negative. Yep, yep. No, I, 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 I completely agree. I, I, I suppose... Um... <laughs> When I started looking at your site, I realized there are different types of places and you've got like cafes, like big chains like Costa, and then you've got like co-working spaces. There's a couple of pubs, I think. And, yeah. um, you know, one of the ideas I had might be a kind of differentiator because I, I teach one of the things I teach is uh, innovation and entrepreneurship. And it's a characteristic of organizations that are very innovative, that they have lots of places where people can meet people from other departments. Yeah. If you, so there's a sort of, and you know, sometimes the way, you know, a, 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 a university or a college can work is like people from different subjects. Uh, there are places where they meet and you get like cross fertilization of ideas from different departments. So I was thinking that maybe there could be sort of, you know, a slightly different way of promoting it to different audience. Like the idea, yeah. because like, uh, you know, if it's like something, somewhere that wants to be sort of more serious, you know, they might think that an, they call it an innovation, basically exactly the same idea, but call it an innovation table rather yeah, than a chatty yeah, table yeah. and things like that, but which might, and you, then there might be the opportunity to charge more money for the same, for the same, yeah. for basically the same thing. Um, but, but I was wondering about pubs. Is there a sort of, not, I wouldn't exactly say a danger, but like, might it get sort of like mixed up in the dating scene that people might sort of think it turns into a sort of singles bar type thing? And it, and I don't know if that's a problem. It's just a question that came across my mind. Yeah, I mean, I think the pubs that are doing it, the ones that that, that, that are fed back to me, they're actually doing it as kind of, it's not like on a Friday night, you know, when it's packed. Mm. It's on like a Tuesday, 10 till 11, yeah. and you get a free toasted tea cake, you know. Yeah. It's not exactly kind of, pushing it out there to the, the dating world. But, I mean, obviously, like, I think the thing is, I'm, I'm just kind of the start of it. It's up to the venue how they wrote, what they do with it. And, and I don't want to get hung up on what how they action it. As long as it's it's in good faith and they're doing it to, to like, under our banner, which is to reduce loneliness and get people talking, then that's fine, you know. Yeah, and I think yeah, that's – and I, I think, you know, obviously – that that sounds very sort of flexible and sort of open. So you know you're not taking full responsibility. Provide the basic mission is like making helping people connect. But but yeah. um, I was wondering about the the stigma side of it. That you know if if um like there must be a lot of people who you know they might be a bit lonely or I think or sometimes they're a bit isolated who would like find it quite hard to sort of admit to themselves that they are. And, yeah. and and I I wondered from the very first moment I heard about the campaign to end loneliness. It's like your people might not identify like that. And you mentioned that that you call it chatty cafes rather than you know the lonely yeah. the lonely table sounds terrible, doesn't it? Yeah, I wouldn't. To be honest, like you said before, I faced this scheme and what I needed, and I wasn't lonely in general I had a partner I had friends I had family I was just spent I was out of the house and I was having long periods where I wasn't having any human interaction mm -hmm. it was more about that not feeling invisible that even if it's just like a hiya you're all right have you got your shopping done that that like that's just something like you, you you're being talked to like someone's looking at you someone's asking you something um 
it's not the aims of the scheme are to reduce loneliness and get people chatting but yeah we're, it's much more positive and the, the reducing loneliness is almost a byproduct of just connecting people it's it's a uh, it's not mentioned on the publicity anywhere. It doesn't say this is a table, sit here if you're lonely. It's for this is a chatter and ask table. The seats are for customers that are happy to talk to other customers. You know, it's nothing nothing negative in that at all. No, no, I, I, I agree completely. Um, and, and what's your sister called? You mentioned you, because you, 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 sorry, I know this, but the listeners don't, that recently you got some quite good news, didn't you? Yeah, I won an award. Um, it was the Innovate in Aging Award, and it was a national award um, that was for, uh, they were looking for innovative solutions to an aging population. And I think that one of the reasons they said that they, they picked us to win is because all the other finalists, it was all a digital angle. It was all something online or an app or something like that, which is great, brilliant. Um, but they like the simplicity of the scheme, and they like the fact that, the way I was wanting to present an innovating solution for an aging population was to mix people up, not kind of be doing something just for older people, just for people with disabilities, just for mothers and babies, which are brilliant, of course, and you know I think they're fantastic. But the premise of this scheme is that it's for everyone, and it's just to mix people up. Um, so you know, yeah, I was really pleased about that. We won seven and a half thousand pounds, and we also won a uh, PR and marketing advice from the Just Group, which have, we, me and my sister actually went down to their head office on Tuesday in London, and it was amazing. It was like something out of the future. <laughs> it was like this amazing building. Um, you can tell the difference between private sector and old the council where I work. <laughs> yeah. In terms of even their offices, um, but yeah, they gave us some really, really good advice, um, and my sister's helping me with the admin side of the scheme, which is brilliant. Yeah, so you so she's, basically, she's basically um, when when a cafe or a venue joins through the website, she then checks some of these come in. She she then sends out the pack. She puts them on the website. She's responding to any correspondence to do with them. It's just it's just really made a big difference to me. Yeah, what's what's her name? She's called Jenny. Jenny, because I know I think I think I started mentioning this last time, but it, one thing to maybe start thinking about would be having like a a set of onboarding. You, you've got like a word document you shared with me. Is is that link something I can make public? It doesn't look very. The the, the you sent me a link. Uh, uh, no, it's just a word document. Uh, yeah. That, so I'm not sure how I'd link that. Um, um I. Yeah, but is that something I could make public? I mean, is there anything? Oh, yeah, you can make it public. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I think I, I know how to make that into something that people could click on and then they could see it. But but in, yeah, term, in terms of sort of, I, I, and, you know, it, again, you know, I'm, I'm slightly stretched at the moment right through, till, right through till July, but come the second half of the year, if, if, if you're interested, I'd be really willing to sort of have a, have a chat about other ways I could help because you know I've got this sort of model of the way TED has spread itself around the world with TEDx's and it's, it's really amazing yeah, because there's such yeah. a, there's such a big impact and you know there is a team of professional people in the centre but they're basically giving tons of stuff away for free but at, yeah. the, at the same time having having uh, having sort of quite high income from corporate sponsors and you know that that again is just like in my mind in terms of how it might evolve that if a if a big company 
yeah. um, likes the idea of being associated with this. Maybe, you know, they'd pay to have it in their sort of company canteens and places where people eat on in the company as a, and then and then it'd be like the innovation table talk to people from other departments and that's yeah that makes perfect business sense and, yeah and also yeah. It, you know it's not out of the question if you, i remember when i worked in a a big company in yeovil in somerset uh westland helicopters when i was 18 or 19 you know there was this huge canteen and i didn't know anyone and i was like a posh kid from out of town and i you know <laughs> it, I, 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 I didn't quite you know, and, and and something like that could have actually been very good for, good for even like not a public space, just like have it if you know if you're new, uh, call it the newcomers yeah. table, call it the newcomers table or something like that, and that that yeah. it could so and because the idea is so simple, right? It's so so, yeah. but the, but then in order sort of to justify any money you charge, then having a sort of onboarding training process, and you know it, it might sound it might sound simple, but you know there might be some issues and questions like what happens if someone sits there all day every day and puts people yeah, on yeah. puts people does that ever happen that there are people who sort of like monopolize the table and you know the, the cafe and is just sort of worrying that it's not been fed back to me but i'm sure it will happen and yeah, it does I... maybe but i suppose uh, cafe owners are people just have their own ways of dealing with that in the same way that you would if it was just somebody sat in a cafe all day taking up the staff time you know, I'm sure they've just got their own strategies. For, for <laughs> yeah, I say so. Provide they're buying a coffee every half hour, they're, they're paying yeah. their way or whatever. But um, <laughs> good. And and so, and, you know, for the future, um, could you, I, we, we, I think we had this in our first conversation, but um, could you imagine sort of giving up your, your social work and working on this full time or finding a full time manager if it, exp if, it, if it grew and grew? Because it's quite, it becomes more, I think you told me yourself, it's quite a, big step to start taking on employees and things isn't it it is but i mean th i think the, the good thing about this scheme is in some ways it doesn't need a lot of employers employees it's something that you know of course if it grew and grew and grew then yes you would need other people to do you know the admin side, but a lot of it is things that could be done from someone's own home you know it could be kind of remote working so it'd be great to have people of various ages involved and um, I think at the moment my plan is actually to try and get a full-time job in social work um, and, and maybe give my sister more work so that I've got my steady income coming in mm. and I can apply for things like funding bids um, and, and we, I can work a bit behind the scenes on it um, and also be available for any opportunities like this. Or um, I've been invited to speak at a conference in London in July, which is a loneliness conference. Um, so obviously that's brilliant because you know it's i can tell my story i can i've got the passion i've got the the drive and the motivation and i can talk about it um but i think in terms of at the moment it's to get to work full time and get a bit more money coming in for for myself and then get my give my sister a bit more money and apply for funding bids and then see what happens i think the good thing about my line of work it's a very um it's paced and there's a very high turnover of staff and um, so you know there's agency work you're in temporary contracts sometimes it's you kind of not committing yourself forever mm -hmm. and, you know, so uh, yeah and, and how are you set up legally when the money comes in do you have like have you made a, a company or an association or how, how, how are you managing the formal side of it 
at the moment I'm a sole trader, so I just do my tax returns myself online. Um, but we are at the moment tra- changing that to a limited company because what we found is with a lot of the funding uh, bids, funding opportunities, you they won't fund an individual. Uh, so it needs, we need to change the structure so that we can apply for things like maybe national lottery money or other um, funding that's available. Yeah, and well, and and yeah, it might be you want to have an association or a non-profit as well as a company because there might be a self set of grants which can't go to a for-profit company but could go to the could go to an association or a non-profit and then the non-profit does stuff that you know you know where there's money in that you can use it to pay for travel expenses or whatever and you know yeah it's sort of, sort of I think, uh, yeah I think we're looking at maybe a community interest company or a, a limited company with a social purpose mm-hmm. okay so yeah and, and what about and when you went up for this thing in london this sort of support you're getting what you said it was really good the thing you went to on tuesday what sort of things did you learn there that you hadn't learned you didn't know about before or what was the main sort of inspiration there i think in some ways one part of it that i found really good was just the fact that we were in this amazing London office with this company and that that just made it you feel like wow it made you feel quite maybe we have got something quite good you know the fact that we're we're going to this place today that was that was quite in itself quite amazing and you know inspirational and spurred me on but then when we were in the meeting room there was a lady that had actually done a, a PowerPoint presentation about our website, about the things we needed to put on it. Um, she'd been on this website, Truck Grader, I think it was called, and found these different things we needed to do. Um, so it, just sitting listening to about something you started from your dining room table, you know, is quite profound in itself. And then there was um, two guys there from a PR company and something that you find interesting about what you're doing chances are other people will so they were they were talking about sharing um stories about what about um looking at dates within the year where there's things that could be relevant to the scheme and doing press releases um and things like that and then there was a there was two other people that were talking about again pr and marketing and, and how they can help us and what you know, so it was just, I think the whole thing really was really, really useful. Um, and my, me and my sister sat down yesterday and did an action plan of everything we've got to do. Um, so, it, yeah, I think it's, I think one of the things when you're starting something yourself is things like this today, like the fact you've asked me to do a podcast and, you know, the fact that we went to London last earlier this week, it, it kind of makes you feel like you're on the right path or it makes you feel you know, people actually do kind of like what we're doing. And I think that's quite important sometimes when you're um, starting. So I remember early on um, a, a local organisation had asked me to meet up with them in a, a cafe at Oldham. And um, I put my son in nursery as an extra uh, extra half day because he wasn't normally in on that day. I, like, planned for the meeting. I did everything. I got there. Neither of them turned up. Um and when I tried ringing them, like one was on a training day and the other wasn't in. And I just felt like, I felt so small because I just thought, I I was really looking forward to this today. You know, I'm wondering what it was you wanted to talk about. And I think it made me feel like you've got to be a bit more assertive. So when they did contact me eventually a few weeks later, um, I said to them, 
and said, could we meet again? I said, well, you'll have to come to my house. <laughs> yes. Which they did, but I mean, it was just that kind of, you know, when you're doing something off your own back, you put a hell of a lot into it. Yeah, and certainly I'm that, uh, there's a lesson, a lot of people listening to this uh, <laughs> Uh, entrepreneurs or interested in entrepreneurship and certainly the lesson there is you've got to be resilient I mean the fact yeah. that, and just as a summarize you had the idea you built the website so you had some credibility you went out you also did it at low cost so you didn't need to worry about fundraising then you went out and doorstep people with your with your little is it your little boy you said you, you yeah, yeah. With, your, with your baby and so you know you the, these are and, and then you know you you get excited about a meeting you show up no one does and you don't you know it's very demoralizing but you have to pick yeah. yourself up you have to pick yourself up and carry on yeah. don't you and, yeah yeah you do you just got to get on with it and, and also you know you, you'll find one of the things i've found is that you'll get a lot of advice off people um and which i do listen to and value but you can almost get a lot of advice off your close family um, and friends pushing you in a different direction or saying well why aren't you doing this or why you why are you doing this if you're not making money you know what's the point you should be making money and it's really hard because you kind of like you're really trying and you, you've got you know what your plan is and i knew what my plan was all along to create a buzz on as little money as possible see if people liked it try and get people on board cafes on board and you know see what happens and you've got to be really resilient and you've got to be you've got to stay focused yes well i i um i i think that sounds absolutely right and you know although i've you know i've offered to offered to help and if you share your action plan and things like that and I can see things I can help with I will at the same time it's important to have leadership and ownership <laughs> ownership and you need you need to make sure you take it in the direction that you're comfortable with because you know it is it is your on the other hand of course it's good to be it's good to be open to external ideas yeah, that, and that's the difference I think when it's people like yourself or people that have been there and done that and have got experience then that's obviously a really different kind of advice and experience and that's like mentoring that's learning but when it's like your 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 friend saying why are you doing this if you're not making any money why don't you forget about it that's different because that's it's quite negative and it's not constructive you know and i'm being is you'll get you'll get a lot of negativity from people but then obviously seek counsel from wherever you can where it's going to be constructive and you know valid and maybe not what you want to hear but from people that have been there and done it. Yeah, there's a nice TED talk by Richard St. John, which is about uh, you know how to be successful for school school kids, and he says you've got to be persistent. You've got to you've got to persist through um, you know uh, lack of support and through crap, which is criticisms, re yeah. re criticism, rejection, arseholes, and <laughs> and I can't remember, and pressure, I think, and it's sort of you know it's quite funny because you think yeah. uh, that, uh, but it's. Um, I, I just sort of thinking to wrap up, if anyone here is listening to this and is anywhere in the UK, then obviously you should go on the website and check out the nearest chatty cafe and go and you know, try the table and see what happens. And if you do, as a result of this, do leave a note either on our, our, our Facebook or the chatty cafe yeah. Facebook. Um, if uh, you know anyone around the world wants to get in touch, your contact details are on the chatty cafe website, aren't yes, they? Yes, yeah, it's got my phone number and my email, yeah. And um, I, I mentioned already that uh, if, uh, you know, if uh, we're doing an event uh, with live speakers, I'd be really interested in discussing whether this wouldn't be a suitable 
suitable talk for the, a, a TEDx stage, but that's not going to be in the immediate future. But regard yourself yeah. uh, regard yourself as booked. If we don't go ahead by by <laughs> by, by by the middle of next year, I guess you can't keep that opportunity. <laughs> or if someone else, someone else might get to you, but um, but I think I think there's a lot of mileage. Have you got any final final message for the listeners before we wrap this up? No, just I suppose if you if you do want to get in touch, if you if you want to uh, talk through anything or um, you know you have a chat, then please do get in touch because I've really made the most of getting in touch with anybody that I can to ask questions and find things out. And I mean, I'm still at the very early stages of what I'm doing. It's not a career for me. It's not you know it's it's not bringing in money to pay the bills, but um, I get a lot out of it and I really enjoy it. And I'm interested to see where it goes. Well, the mission of Project Kashmir is to put innovative ideas and uh, entrepreneurial ideas and people in front of a wider audience. And certainly, I don't think we've had anyone of quite your profile so far. So that's great. And, <laughs> and I'll certainly follow up with an email with links to the Buddy Benches schemes. Also, there was a nice uh, talk from TEDx Warsaw. I think it may have been in Polish, though, of someone doing intergenerational dancing which I thought was a really interesting idea yeah. about Paulina Brown, but I don't know if that's in English, so I'll check that for you. I'll post the links on the show notes. And yeah. on behalf of uh, myself and all the Project Kashmir's listeners, thank you very much indeed for your time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to another episode of Project Kashmir's, brought to you by me, your host, Richard Lucas. If you enjoyed listening, check out additional podcasts on our webpage, projectkashmir's.com, or on iTunes where you can also subscribe so you never miss an episode and also leave us a five-star review if you feel like it. We welcome feedback and suggestions of new interviewees, whether as comments on projectcashmere.com or via our page on Facebook. This podcast was produced by Adam Zuber. Thank you again for listening. You know, vision is all great and well, but execution is actually the key. The actual process of meeting those people, working with them, is in itself a huge reward. Interaction between the university and the business high-tech community is absolutely fundamental. Diversity creates a healthy ecosystem, and I think that I'm seeing more and more that diversity. It's not just about individuals, but it's about new individuals, it's about, you know, um, new initiatives. Sometimes they overlap with each other, sometimes they might be cannibalizing each other. But the reality is that you want to have as many as possible, because that accelerates the big picture. We're not going to have everyone in the world here, and in this connected world, we don't need everyone here. But, but the, the, you know, the artists and the designers, the creatives, they're very much part of what we what we've got and what we need so if you're listening again somewhere else in the world and you feel you, you're looking for a place where your 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 creative juices will run then 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 this city is certainly a place where you can find yourself and I think you can make history in Poland I think you can be part of something much bigger than you could be a part of in the United States right now not just from a you know going out to San Francisco to make Silicon Valley richer, but, but making a new part of the world um, grow at a much faster rate, be a much bigger part of that community, and, and making it wealthy, not just for wealth's sake, but for uh, a purpose, which is to make that country's government stronger, 